Good to see you. Pesties. To see. <laughs> One of my favorite words, actually. We don't use it enough in everyday language. Testies. Huh? I'm a little more partial to taint. I don't know <laughs> why. I love that word. Totally different part of the body. I know. Totally it's different. Right part there, of the body. though. But it's a great word. It just says so much. Yeah. Because yeah. it taint quite your asshole and taint quite your nuts. It's yeah. Like yeah. Skin that goes between your bung piece and your. In your testes, if you will. It's a, and I've been it's a informed. fun word. It is a fun word. Uh, and testes is one of my favorite words. It's like one of those words you hear it when people use it. And you're like, oh, you wanted to say balls, didn't you? And testes, they never do. Testes. One, two. Testes. Three. three. If you have three, you will be close <laughs> to a power plant. Testes. <laughs> testes. Tests. Somebody I, I, I know <laughs> Has had a testes. buddy that had three. Yeah. And yeah, funny, you like like if you were born in some cultures, if you're born with three testes, you're like you're like revered as a god. But I like, never, never thought that was like a thing, right? Like, but apparently it is. You mm. can you can be born with three. Yeah, my uncle Ernie it's like a was can born of with tennis three. balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had three yeah. testes. He had three. Like it is a can of tennis balls, right? Yeah. A little different when you when you smell those ones. <laughs> Because I used to love the, the seal on those. Eh? Yeah, I loved. I used to love popping the seal on on a can of tennis balls when I was a young tennis player. Yeah, yeah. smell. It was like it is a yeah. good smell like marker. Yeah, it's yeah. very different if you're smelling testes. Three testicles is gonna. That's it's not a, always bad though. Just it's not a great. <laughs> not for you. Not for you, but for us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice I don't know. Yock Lock does yoga. He can get down there. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting closer. Honestly, I've been a really consistent yoga like since I was 40 and I'm in my 50s now. So we're 10 plus years. And uh there are days where I'm like if I could muster up a less a woody of a right now, less I could, less vertebrae and less might, ribs, I might be able to get the head in my mouth. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> that opens up a Pandora's box of other questions, though, doesn't would it? Would you? Like, Dean? you good? No, of course I wouldn't. No, I've, I'm not. I'm no Douglas. You can laugh at me all you want, but I'm disgusted by the sight of the of a naked man, including my own nakedness. Like it's, I have such a healthy. There's some curiosity for me. Function. I like. <laughs> I I don't know if I'd make it a regular routine, but I if I could, I might see. Yeah. What the whole adventure is. Douglas is like, I never leave the fucking house. <laughs> I'm neither confessing nor denying about anything about my abilities. <laughs> oh, oh, you've really upped the ante here. You can Chad Kroger it? Really? <laughs> Congratulations. I, I don't begrudge any man that can do that, but you as an experienced yoga individual and someone who loves the life he lives, I think I'll, that's fucking phenomenal, dude. All I will say is that I was a dance mom. Those dance lessons really paid off. You know what? <laughs> it would be for me, Doug, it would need to be a warm room. <laughs> Hot yoga. 
<laughs> yeah. And I'd need all kinds of Robaxa set just to be limber enough to even give it a shot, right? And I'd have to be super high. <laughs> Anyway, Douglas is here. Douglas Connors from the True North Eager Beaver podcast. Of course, uh, Lachlan Cross from our podcast at Lachlan Cross. That was Twitter. a good at, start. That was a hell of a start. Yeah. 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 The opening five people already yeah. begins at home. That's what happens when you give Lachlan access to prepping your podcast. He's like, we're going to start here. Justies and taints. And we're going to get to self pleasure, but the kind that every teenager thinks he could do for like an afternoon on a Sunday when he's bored. And then we're going to move I right on. I would never have got there as a teenager. I grew too quick. Yeah. Like, I went from like five foot eight to six foot four in like a year. Did you really? A year and a half. Yikes. So that, that threw off that. All right. It, well. You got to be smaller and, and more limber, I think. How tall are you, Douglas? Five, six. There you go. I'm fun sized. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody at the network, some type of giant. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You have lots of bigger dudes. I'm six on, four. On I think Griff is six four. Locke is six four. Um, and when Lachlan came to town, we went to a Jays game a couple of years ago. Locke came to town. It was uh, it was like four of us that all went out for dinner. The average height was six three. Like yeah. it was six three two fifty. And we would. Well, I remember walking into the the Rogers Center, and everybody thought we were bouncers when we walked in. But we walked in with Karima because she came with us to the baseball game too. We all went for dinner, and then she came to the baseball game, and uh, she said, "quote I've never felt more safe." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I need yeah. to hang around with you more. Maybe my growth spurt will finally kick in. She uh, which she one? She was also high as balls too. I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, so was I. You were hammered, by the way. Yeah, I also years. had nine drinks in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good to see everybody. Uh, happy to be here to start the week. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. I want to get to uh, a couple of things that are. Important because we've been kind of spending the day and the weekend last week, uh, you know, kind of pouring through um, in, in, in pouring through some really hard truths uh, about uh, removing rights for trans kids. And Alberta did that the other day. Uh, and uh, the entire country is up in arms. The province is up in arms. I think we're going to see a bunch of protests this week in support of so trans this was, kids. Just, yeah. Can I just get on the same yeah, page? Because yeah, sure. yeah. I, I, I have not been following this as closely as, as everybody else, and I probably should be. So this was an announcement of plans they want, like like changes they want to make here in Alberta, right? No. It, it, or was it? Was it actually instituted, Doug? This is the policy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Meaning, yeah, it, it, meaning what, uh, Douglas? Just kind of briefly outline it, and then I'll bring it up so we can have a look at it. What do you mean this is the policy, and what is the policy that Alberta Moving forward, said drop? these are the new rules that apply to teachers, to, to uh, the, the trans community, to the LGBTQ plus community, right? Like this, this is changes that, that are effective now, Doug? Uh, as far as I know of, yeah, they're in effect. I, I don't, the regulations, so no and stuff, I, it, it? it's not a law. It's not a legislation thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Um, and, and then we'll kind of weigh in that because Douglas wrong. has been, oh, it's super wrong. It's fucked. Uh, Douglas has been, um, not just an advocate, but a, a leader in the LGBTQ community. And obviously this affects and and someone who grew up with the deep understanding that he, um felt like he was attracted to men i mean like this is this is alberta coming down on the lgbtq community uh here's what they're asking for this is what they do they want to ban puberty blockers saying that 
cause irreversible damage. Pronouns in school without parents' permission, banning surgery for any Albertan under the age of 18, reassignment surgery, which is already uh, forbidden, banning trans men in women's sports. <laughs> I think that was uh, women, actually. Trans women. Sorry, okay. trans women in women's sports. Thank you, Douglas. Um, and referred to gender fluidity and gender identification basically as a phase that they're going to grow out of. Until then, the government's going to make decisions in every trans person under the 18 of their family. Um, so this is the most restrictive um, legislation when it comes to trans people. Keep in mind uh, when uh, this is coming from a province that has a government that rose to power based on the idea that they didn't want the government interfering in their medical situation with vaccines if you remember that a while ago that's why jason kenny got punted is there was an arm of the ucp that basically said hey listen we don't want the government interfering in our medical uh, autonomy uh we don't want the government telling us what to do with vaccines you can fo uh and you know what are we two three years later two years later that very same government that rose to power under informed consent being of the most important issue to them I, listen, um, I don't well, want to let, let me get through this yeah. the thing that was the most important issue to them. They have now turned around yep. and they've said we're going to remove informed consent from a very specific group of people who yep. identify as non-binary trans or LGBTQ. That yep. is what is going on. That is the hypocrisy. Sorry, Locke, I didn't mean to so interrupt. And there I are lots of lots of examples of hypocrisy at all levels of government not just in alberta yeah but let's but just deal with this i know i know i just want to say that i i have a suspicion that when they were on the stump promoting you know trying to 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 get support in alberta that th this kind of stuff came up that this was going to be a plan and, and i'm not saying that gives them the right to do it or makes it right. I just want to make sure that I'm I'm that we're clear about the the level of hypocrisy here. Is that fair? Yep. Again, I don't want to be. I yeah, just yeah, feel like I remember hearing that they were going to do stuff like this during the campaign. Yep. Right. Yep. But so this this, this shouldn't be a surprise to Alberta. Like we shouldn't be shocked that this is this is happening because this is the kind of stuff that I I remember saying out loud. There's going to be with this government, we might be getting rid of one we don't like, but I'm there's a whole new bag of crap we're going to get from this new government that no one's going to be happy with. Sorry, Doug. Yep, no, you're absolutely right, and 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 this stuff is not new, right? Um, I think it was not not that long ago that we celebrated the 25th anniversary of the Delvin Vint, sorry, Delvin Vint decision at the Supreme Court, which recognized that you couldn't discriminate against LGBTQ people. Right? There was no legal basis for discrimination, and that eventually got enshrined under the Charter. And that case, Delvin Brin, is from Alberta. And uh, when that decision came down, the first thought that was going to happen is, hey, we need to use the notwithstanding clause against this to you know, make it so that we can keep on discriminating against gay people because, well, we don't like them. and Not enough people care about them. And it turns out they didn't go ahead with it. <laughs> now, when it comes to this, uh, Saskatchewan did pass its law and did invoke the notwithstanding clause, and that's probably going to go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is going to have to decide probably for the first time whether or not there is such thing as reasonable limits on application of the notwithstanding clause, just like there are reasonable limits to every single right. There's absolutely no right in our charter that is absolute. Right? You know what? Right, I, I right find... Freedom of, sorry. Uh, just sorry, Doug. I think the notwithstanding clause conversation, you're a lot smarter than the... like. 
Can I just ask a dumb guy question? There's no such um, thing, but go ahead. Uh, oh, no, no, there, there are. There's not, not, this probably will be right. pretty good. Yeah, Not yeah. from you. No, there is dumb questions, and there is a lot from me. Is there anything? Um, because when I first heard about this, not knowing a lot about this at all, I I didn't realize the full implication of it until I had talked to you a bit and did a little bit more research on my own. But when I first heard about it, I was like, well, are there some things in here that we're doing that might protect kids from making a decision too soon? And um, that 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 is coming from somebody who has yep. zero knowledge about your community about what you go through. Um, was there anything that, that, that Danielle Smith did that you view as a protective measure um, for, for the trans community or. Yes. And no. Okay. Let me put it this way. Um, there's nothing in this bill that offers children more protection than that already existed prior to the bill. So there was Absolutely already nothing. rules in place about when you could get certain procedures and things like that. Okay. Exactly. So okay. for example, uh, what they were saying about uh, no top or bottom surgery, uh, you know, before the age of 18. Yes. Um, bottom surgery, which is often uh, referred to as vaginoplasty or phalloplasty, right? Medically, that's not permitted, right? Top surgery, right? Which is the whole breast area you know, either removing or doing other things. There, there are instances where that's allowed at, from the age of about 16 because there are instances, for example, of kids that do have breast cancer at a very young age. Uh, okay. Or they develop puberty uh, too much. Let's say the breasts get too big and it causes them pain, so there's a reduction. So there are cases... If you look at, I think there's a Globe and Mail article that came out uh, today. It says there are about uh, 26 cases in uh, 2023 and 22 cases or something like that in 2022 of those types of surgeries. But there's no data compiled as to whether or not that had anything to do with transgender or if it had to do with pain or cancer or whatnot. So that's the exception that's allowed for top surgery. But so most I think a lot of people it, like in my shoes... Th thought that maybe there were th some things that she was doing that were, you know, helping the community. Uh, but that's not the case. That's where the that's confusion might lie. But here, I think right? that's the language. Like, Douglas, yeah. we talked about this yesterday briefly, right? I mean, that was her press conference was a masterclass in backhanded uh, trap door. Um, we love you, but listen, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's just a phase. So we want we're doing to, this for you. For we're your doing protection. it for you. You don't mm -hmm. know what's right for you. You don't know what's good for you. We do as a government, even though we are not supposed to be making any decisions for any Albertan when it comes to their medical autonomy. Mm -hmm. And they're only doing it to about two to three thousand young people under the for age of 18. Protection. For their own protection. Now, again, let me remind you, this is the same government that was able to engineer a coup of the current of the previous government under the idea that medical autonomy was and freedom of that autonomy to be 
to do whatever you want with your body. Every Albertan. They kept saying it over and over and over again. I want to take ivermectin. Yeah. There you go. So and the prim- you and want the prim- to talk fucking hypocrisy, yeah. nuclear hypocrisy. Yeah. You yeah. need to you need to legitimately refer back to everything that these guys did to get into power. And now what they're doing where they're turning that around and they're pointing that gun at trans yeah. kids. Sorry, yeah. Douglas, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. This is weapons grade hypocrisy. And you have to remember also there's a video going around as well. And I believe you included it in an article that you had, um, uh, Dean, about this, where you have Daniel Smith um, a few years ago when she was talking about GSAs. And right, because the whole premise of this is that, oh, well, you know, this is a confusing time for kids and we can't, we have to protect them from making irreversible decisions. So for example, the, um, the puberty blockers, they say it's irreversible. It's not. It just interrupts a process. See, I wouldn't what, know that either. And, and what this law is dangerous is that it doesn't allow puberty blockers before a certain age. I think it is 16, if I'm not mistaken. But Puberty starts at 10 to 12 for most people and lasts two to five years. So basically, by the time that puberty blockers are available to them, it's too late. Puberty's happened. And puberty blockers are really important for some for many reasons. One, because as we mentioned, if you are um, born as someone, if someone would look at you and say, hey, you're a girl, at some point breasts happen. Puberty blockers prevent that from happening. You stop taking the blockers, the puberty process resumes. So that does buy people time. What exists already in the law, puberty blockers are blockers. The other thing is hormone therapy, and they mix them together. Most people, most medical associations, well, all medical associations, I'm pretty sure, don't allow for hormone therapy until 18 already. So puberty blockers are the thing that are prescribed to allow people to have more time mm. to decide. Now, if every day you look in the mirror and you don't like <laughs> what you're seeing and you've got breasts coming out, then you're more likely to harm yourself. So what we're doing here is we're measuring, we're weighing one harm against another. And the government of Alberta under Daniel Smith has determined yes, that it is less harmful to allow transgender children to see puberty happening and subject themselves maybe to cutting, to taking drugs or alcohol in order to numb the pain or even suicide than it is to actually give them a medically approved therapy that is reversible if you just stop taking them. Mm-hmm. That's what there's a lot decided. of, <clears throat> there's a lot of issues right now in, in society, not just Alberta. Right. Like, and, and, and I think maybe we can over the next five, 10 minutes here, like find a way to separate those issues for some reason in Alberta and across the country. Um, the right is mad at teachers and, uh, suspicious of what they're doing in classrooms. And I, I've never understood that. Like I'm going to send my kid to school and they're going to change his his name to a her name like it just it's bizarre to me that we think that way yeah but that uh, there's also this this um i think it comes stems too from a a lack of 
of understanding about what the what the rules are and, and we just sort transition into that yeah well no no i'm just talking about what the actual rules are because when what i heard these for what though, specifically like rules for teachers for, and and for how okay. all these no. things are handled right no. yeah. um, because i think a lot of people were in my boat doug when they when they heard the announcement like oh okay she's just making things but she didn't really do anything she just she just took the rights away from kids to keep what they're going through away from the potential of dangerous parents um and i well, think what she did is she actually removed any right that those kids had to get any support professionally personally and she's removed the rights of the parents in those situations as well now, this is why it's important, and I want to bring this to your attention, okay? This is very, very important. Um, this is from, these are stats from Alberta, and the stats really identify what the issue is for those kids and why that outlet of being able to talk to a teacher is so important. It also explains why, um, you know, the PR attempt to paint all teachers as groomers and pedophiles who are trying to change the sex of children it's very 1939 Germany. It is all it's weird, they though. Need to it's find weird. It's totally like, weird. They like vilify teachers because they want a certain segment of society, voting segment of society, to believe that teachers are dangerous and that this public school system and what's being taught is dangerous and that kids should not go and talk to their teachers about their sexuality or their confusion because those teachers are trying to groom them. That is the entire goal. But let me give you some stats, okay? Because this is important. Kids under the age of 18 who come from religious extremist homes or dysfunctional homes aren't lucky. In Alberta, 26% of LGBTQ youth are told to leave home. 39% wow. of LGBTQ youth attempt suicide. 43% of trans youth will attempt suicide. Um, and if you go to the source, if you go to Cryer Media, you can see it. It's all footnoted. Uh, this insane. is properly sourced material. The number of out youth and acceptance of them in their communities is increasing, yet there's still a number of issues facing the, uh, this youth group. Research out of Toronto indicated this year potentially as many one in five homeless identifies as LGBTQ+. They're more likely to be youth on the streets instead of shelters due to homophobia and fear of violence in the home. According and to in the shelter. Like, and in shelters, right? They got nowhere to go because they cannot live their their true selves at home because their parents, for whatever reason, are assholes about it and don't like them. And they're embarrassed by it, can't take them to church. I've seen it in my church when I grew up in churches where kids would literally get sent to Utah for being gay. 26% um, of LGBTQ youth are told to leave home. LGBTQ youth also have a high risk of engaging in self-harm to Douglas's point, particularly if they don't have, haven't come out yet, haven't been accepted by their family. 30% of youth suicides are by LGBTQ youth. 43% of trans youth are going to attempt suicide. Um, there's a 20% increase in suicide rates, uh, suicide attempts for those in unsupportive environments. Like, I mean, this is what they are trying to stop. They are trying to prevent children from having any kind of outlet that has nothing to do with their parents' ability to somehow contain, contain the idea that their child might be gay. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe 
The good people at Fact Check are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip and they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. And on top of that, these are the kids that are told to leave home. That doesn't count the kids who leave home of their own volition before they even let their parents know because their parents, the way that they've talked, the way that they've interacted when they see stuff on TV, that the kid already knows they're not safe. So they've left. Yeah. Right. So, and here's the thing. This is all being presented under the guise of, we care about kids. We love children. Can I play the video? And and the premise, yeah, hold on. And the premise is, is that all parents are loving and supporting. Now, I don't know if anybody's taken Aristotelian logic here. Right, but premise, premise, conclusion. If your starting premise is faulty, your conclusion is necessarily going to be faulty. Mm-hmm. And it is a fallacy, a huge fallacy, that all parents care about their children and love their children the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parents have no rights under law, they have duties obligations and responsibilities kids start out as wards of the state that's why kids for example when they have no parents and they go into children's aid whatnot they become crown wards because somebody needs to take care of them because parents have no rights people are not property and just because they are children that does not mean that they are not individual human beings with individual rights on their own independent from their parents mm-hmm. who have guardianship legal guardianship not Seems right like you know a why? slam dunk though that this is just complete so, discrimination yes, and that absolutely. the supreme court i mean not absolutely. not to get into the weeds on how it, it's going to be combated but it just seems like this is a, that's like, what i'm saying is that go the, supreme, away. the supreme well yes and no that's the, the supreme court will rule that it's unconstitutional the problem is is that if they invoke the notwithstanding clause is whether or not it's unconstitutional in a way that the notwithstanding clause can apply to yeah and that's the decision and i don't think that i'm again law is not my thing but i don't think in canadian history that has been tested 
It hasn't. Not when it comes to human rights. No, when it comes okay. to dumb comes shit to like like advertising during a campaign, all that other stuff. Like Doug Ford has used the notwithstanding clause like four thousand times in the last like couple years, and it but never it hasn't gets used. gone. But it's always yeah, been about next. dumb shit that enriches them. It's never been about basic human rights for a mm. segmented group of marginalized people that that a, that a province and the government, for religious and conservative reasons, doesn't like. Right, and that's the other thing. You know, this is a hat tip to the base. This is a hat tip to that yeah. religious crazy base that thinks. Oh, she does it every time sin. she opens her mouth, yeah. Dean. Dude, but here, can I? Can I? Guys, sorry, go ahead, guys. Yeah. I really, I really want to finish this part. Yeah. The thing that you have to understand is that this is being presented under the guise of protecting children, but all those children that are told to leave home or that leave home of their own volition, who do not find a welcoming place to go to, where are they? on the streets yeah what happens to people who live on the streets when they're young they're likely to get involved in substance abuse they're likely to get involved in sex selling their bodies they're likely to be trafficked and they're likely to be killed there will be blood on this government's hands there will be i can guarantee it there will be if there already is law does that i want to play a clip this is from danielle smith and one of her lawyers in medicine hat uh yesterday i don't know if you've seen this clip she was doing all the great Hall. lawyers come from medicine hat <laughs> um it's so to, random to douglas's point i want you to watch this danielle smith is trying to sell the idea that she it's cool to remove rights from trans non-binary lgbtq youth and their families when it comes to treatment when it comes to counseling when it comes to medical intervention um and she took her tour to medicine hat which is co coincidentally where she stole the seats just so she could be the, the premier yeah. um and i want you to watch this exchange a gentleman stands up who's been to two funerals of two trans kids and he's had enough. Let's watch this together. Trying to get up at is if we disagree with trans uh, folks transitioning, just because we disagree with it doesn't mean it's our right to stop it. You're, passing, you're changing legislation. I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I've been to two funerals of children who've taken their lives because of this issue. Two of them. Go to one of those funerals, watch those parents burning their kids. This is bad. Yeah. Wow. Gentleman as very powerful gives me uh, chills, as a matter of fact, because that gentleman has real life experience uh, where yep. he has seen two trans or LGBTQ youth uh, who had nowhere to go. They had no support. Uh, just decide that it would be better not to be alive. Yep. And so they killed and themselves. And Danielle Smith is sitting there with her lawyer trying to convince that man that those two funerals that he went to were not a big deal. Yep. And, and they know better, and they're they're going to be able to fix it by taking yep. rights away from all the other kids that are still here. Sorry, Douglas, go ahead. Now, here's a couple of other legal things here that people need to be be aware of. Here is one: a lot of people are not caring about this, or going, "Yeah, we made a big, made a great decision. She's a hero, and whatnot," because this applies to trans kids. People that a lot of people don't understand. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you necessarily have to fear it. Right? But that's what's being pushed here. But it's the precedent. What the government is doing, 
Like, for example, with changing your name, right? They're saying, oh, you can still do it, but you need to inform your parent. Well, if you inform your parent and you know that your parent is not down with that, then you can't do it, mm-hmm. right? It's a, you can do it in law. Technically, you can. But in reality, you can't. What this is doing is that it is, when you're talking about the teacher's lock, you're saying like why the teachers are being portrayed by the enemy. One of the things that they're doing is they're saying that teachers are keeping secrets from parents. The information about whether or not you are trans or not, or how you identify, is being treated like something that does not belong to the individual to decide what to do with. So what this regulation does is that the state, the government is saying, your most deeply personal, intimate information about yourself does not belong to you. It belongs to us, the state and the school board, for us to do with what we will. That's why it seems like a slam dunk, Doug. Yes, I know that. The Supreme Court should be able to to reverse this. I know that. It's just whether or not the notwithstanding clause will, applications will allow them to do it. When we have a notwithstanding clause case that goes there, the court will always say whether or not it's constitutional or not, but then they will say our decision is moot because the notwithstanding clause. So they will rule. It's just whether or not the ruling will be moot or not. That's what happens. So they've taken this personal information and they said, this information now belongs to us and we can share we can tell your parents, and that's not what they've done. They said, no, no, we're not going to tell your parents, but you have to get your parents' permission before we're going to allow that. So in this case, we're going to force you to tell people, you have already told us, you, are, you, you either do not or are not ready to tell. So therefore, it's not available to you until you do it our way. Now, this, apply that, that's a, set that aside as a precedent, Now apply that to other realms of life. For example, you're pregnant and you want to get an abortion. Oh, well, in order to protect the father of the child, you can get that abortion, but you need to get their permission or inform them first. Let's say uh, you're on the down low and you've had sexual relations with someone who is not your partner or your spouse. And you're going to the free clinic for your doctor for an STI test. Oh, well, I mean, you're having sex outside of your relationship in order to protect your partner or your spouse. I guess we should really be calling them and letting them know. You go to the pharmacy to go get Viagra. Well, are you getting that Viagra to use with your partner or spouse or with someone else? I think we should call your partner or your spouse and let them know that you're getting Viagra, right? Yeah. Or, for example, you're working, you're working your employer. You have an addiction issue or a mental health issue. Well, I mean, we have to protect the employer, right? There's a risk to them. Yeah. Cr- mm. That's the precedent that is being created. So everybody that's say, oh, yeah, get government out of our lives, you should be terrified and this is why you should care because this 
is opening the door to that. You are more. Everybody's entitled to have a secret garden. And what the government is doing right now is saying that your secret garden, no matter what it is, stuff that you want to keep to yourself or stuff you want to keep between you and your doctor, that no longer belongs to you. And the only premise that the government needs is, well, someone needs to know because we need to protect them. It's very powerful when you paint it like that, Doug. Yeah. The one thing that I think we should all do is if you're in the presence of Danielle Smith, just start calling her Marlena. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's her first name. Her real name. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's her preferred pronoun, right? Did she ask Marlena. the public permission to, to use go Danielle by Danielle Smith? No, no. She didn't. And, and her federal counterpart, Pierre, his real name is Jeff. In order to speak uh, for all of them? Oh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is such a... Such a better name for Pierre. You know, listening to Douglas kind of talk that through and then turn it around and attach it to literally every single Canadian, right? And your private history, your medical history, your deepest, darkest secrets, things that you struggle with. You can you imagine? Can you imagine the government coming for those rights? Can you imagine the government coming and saying to you, listen, you can't get a boner? And uh, you only get Viagra these days of the week. I told you that in confidence, Dean. You're welcome. You only get Viagra certain days of the week. And we need to call your wife to make sure that you're getting this Viagra for you. Because to them, this is a moral issue. To to Alberta, it has got nothing to do with the rights of the individual. It's got everything to do with super serving a select group of religious maniacs who legitimately think it's wrong to be gay. Or you can only get the Viagra if you're only intending to use it to procreate. Yes. Let's say you are. So I use, use it, it to with dry towel. towels. Like I need a hanging thing, right? Like, <laughs> right? So I use it to look good in sweatpants. Yes. That's what I use it for. But here's where we get to the teacher thing now. Yeah. When that piece of information no longer belongs to you as the individual, right? And here's where the, the thing, where they say the teachers are keeping secret. The proper legal position is that if this information does not belong to you, doesn't belong to the state, for example, doesn't belong to the teachers, doesn't belong to the school board, then them not sharing something they happen to find out because a child confided in them is not keeping a secret. It is not sharing information that does not belong to us, that is not ours to share. It is not ours to keep secret or Jeez, to share. Just adding layers of, of hypocrisy to this whole thing, right? And common Everything. sense. Yeah. 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 Right. If something, when somebody tells me something about them, like, oh, like, let's just say like you find out that your neighbor's sick. Your neighbor shared with you that they have cancer. Like this. And then the neighbor on the other side goes, I haven't seen so-and-so for a while. It's like, well, they're not well. Oh, what's wrong? Now, most people, oh, well, you know, she's got cancer, whatnot. That's not your information to share. Mm-hmm. All this um, it's my neighbor's not well. And that's where it ends. What's wrong with them? What happened? Like this, I'm sorry, but that's not my story to tell. That I wish you would have used belongs the, to them. 
I wish you would have used the three testicle story and really brought it all the way back to the beginning. Could have tied her all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really I, could have. You really missed a golden opportunity to say, I, hey, I, imagine I, if you had three testicles and I someone did, in the I, community I, found I out. Yeah, you really that. missed it. I really missed well that opportunity to, yeah, yeah, to do yeah. that loop around. Yeah. But it's the same but, thing. But right? that's the thing, yeah. right? So, But they are presenting information that does not belong to them to do anything with, share or keep secret, as teachers are keeping secrets from you. And the, to answer your question about teachers is... And I'm going to maybe blow your mind here, but since we're talking about religion, right, let's go back to uh, the snake and the tree and the apple, the tree of knowledge. Everybody blames Eve because she took that bite. But what they hate is the tree. Because had nobody heard about that tree, well, everybody would still be living in Eden now, right? Blissfully unaware, they'd all be obeying the law that was there. But we had free will. So Eve took a bite. What do teachers do? They let you know that there's more than two options, that there's more than black and white. They don't tell you what to think. They don't tell you how to think. They just let you know that there's a bigger world. Mm -hmm. They spark curiosity. They cause you to ask questions. They spark creative, creative and critical thinking. And if you want a theocracy, you can't have that. So teachers have got to go. Teachers need to be portrayed as the enemy. And teachers are yeah. in loco parentis. Yeah, hmm. that's when interesting. The parent is not there. They are the guardian. De facto, the guardian. <clears throat> yeah. So the teachers are Eve. I'm just trying to get the metaphor. The tree. The teacher okay, the, or the, the tree. tree. The tree. Oh, yeah. Okay. All and right. and let, let me try and get the metaphor. Okay. I knew now. I, here and here's the thing. Like this. When you're asking, never and when Bible. you're asking, for I'm example, I thought thing. Adam was a dick. I'm sorry. Why? Why do these people hate Trudeau? so damn much well do it's we not have because it's not because his, his name is trudeau it's not because of his dad and the national energy policy or whatever it's because he was a teacher uh, okay yeah well and i think uh trudeau had a part in letting eve bite the apple <laughs> he was a teacher well, that's the one thing for everything that's let why me, you picked a goddamn drama teacher for a prime minister that's, that's right. what you get like this that's open funny. people up you know he's one a teacher of the that's Douglas, what they hate I, about him can i can he's i just sidle the dean blundell show is brought to you by factcheck.io factcheck.io makers of the world's most comprehensive fact checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. .io. Back to the show. Can I just sidle in there with some existentialism um, that kind of really bolsters your opinion? Mm -hmm. So there's one thing. I grew up in the evangelical church. 
I grew up in the same church uh, that that I mock today, <laughs> uh, virulently, because I understand it. I'm apostate. Now, let me explain to you what's the most important thing when it comes to educating children in the evangelical church. Youth group, okay? And you're not allowed to masturbate. Can't masturbate. Christian education is a must, okay? They teach creationism. They do not teach evolution. Evolution is bunk. They say it's bunk science. Um, carnal information or education that sits outside what that church teaches you is considered a sin. You are considered to be taking on satanic information when you take it in. They don't want you being unequally yoked with people that are not of Christian education, Christian academia. And there's one reason for it. And they tell you what the reason is, is to keep you close to the word of God. It's to keep you just this fire hose of goodness and Christianity coming towards you all the time. It's to keep you strong for the war in front of us. That's what they teach you. That's not the reason. And I'll tell you what the reason is. The reason is they are deathly afraid of anybody taking a bite out of the tree of knowledge because you do what I did. You start reading, you start having conversations. Mm -hmm. Then you turn around and you look at your community and you go, Okay, assholes, explain this, 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 and this. And they're like, oh, you don't have any faith. You don't have any faith. You need faith. You need to just stop reading all that stuff. You must be stop wanking this question. You must be masturbating. Did the devil get into you through your weena? Like, yeah. I am not. Taylor Swift, you're listening to Taylor Swift, and you're yeah. whacking it. I went to a private Christian high school called Prairie High School in Three Hills, Alberta. Very, very, very evangelical. It's like college and high school, and it is like propaganda from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. Really? And one of the guys in our dormitory got caught with a U2 cassette back when cassettes were the thing. Remember that little cassette? He had he had the Joshua tree on, and he's listening to it in his room, and out of nowhere, you see all the dorm assistants and the RAs come marching down the hall. And they bust into this guy's room and they remove his stereo and they take his U2 album and they suspend him for two weeks for listening to secular music that didn't praise the Lord. Mm. Let me tell you another story about a gentleman that we went to school with who identified as gay, who we all knew was gay, who was removed from school because they seriously thought he was gay. And he was sent back home to whatever town he was from. And we never saw him again. And then the next year we got a note that he was he was he killed himself that he took his own life because he had nowhere to go. So the entire reason behind what Alberta is doing is legitimately rooted in keeping people stupid. And they are hoping people like Douglas won't tell the truth. They're hoping people like us won't be allies for people like Douglas to tell the truth about what their real intentions are, which is to turn Alberta into the theocratic dictatorship where the Lord's interests and the interests of people who identify under those extreme Abrahamic faiths are served. Their interests, what they want. Nobody else. Doesn't matter. That is all this is. And if you go through David Parker's Twitter feed or you talk to David Parker, who which I do, he will tell you the same thing. No, man, this is a return to Christian values. That is all this is. So they're removing the rights of these children and all their families. It's and funny not only how that, they, they're coming they know for Dude, they hide. They, they they're know such it. pussies about it too. They like yeah. fucking hide behind lies and other excuses. Yeah. So following up, and Douglas, I I, I don't want to pivot, but I want to play this abortion robocall that Alberta engaged in the day after removing trans rights. So this is how they do it, right? They dovetail these 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 
Abrahamic commands and try to turn them into policy by doing robocalls about abortion. And they're going to start with the kids, of course. They're trying they're to mask it as something other than what it really 100%. is. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Let me play you this call. About a million Albertans got this phone call the other day, including children, by the way. A million people got that call? <laughs> yeah, a million. One million people. Uh, One million people got that phone call. How much? Either, right? I no. mean, do you think they'll ignore the advice that they like? I Well, I don't know if it was advice. I think, you know, it was generally like the reaction that people had from getting that phone call uh, ranged from disgust to disbelief. Like there wasn't a single person that I saw that, that responded to that, that recorded that, that said, hey, this is a great idea. They're trying to loop in abortion, right? They're trying to remove a woman's rights to her reproductive self. They're trying to go the extra mile. And, you know, it's weird because if you if you've been following the removal of rights, you know, this just makes sense on that Abrahamic level. Right. It makes sense on the level that, oh, OK, well, if they're coming for trans LGBTQ people and they're starting with kids, uh, what this better way to justify going after reproduct reproductive rights than saying the same thing about kids who may have become pregnant? Like it, it's very interesting living here, mind blowing, because yeah. I mean, you um, you get the sense that that I mean, everybody has an opinion about Alberta based on what's happening and, and based on Marlena and, you know, her uh, what she's doing. <laughs> right. Her causes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I get the sense that we're we're a more liberal province than people realize so i i don't know if she's gonna i don't know what kind of success she's gonna have i think people across the country might think i'm got my head up my ass and and they're probably yelling at the you know the truck radio or the you know the youtube screen right now but um you know he's got his he's an idiot alberta's back yes i think we are backwards because of our representation but i don't think we are collectively Th- that I, I I don't think she is a representation of what this province is. At least I hope not. She she's not, and that's why that video is particularly insidious. When we did our show, I said never has pure evil been made to sound so reasonable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Yeah, because because they're not. They need votes from everyone, right? So they're not the votes of parents of rainbow kids, they've lost them. The ones that are supportive, the ones that can't stand anything rainbow who get triggered by rainbows. They've got those votes, but every other adult in Alberta that doesn't have kids in school right now, who just wants kids to be protected or people that think they've never met a trans person. It's it's a complicated issue, Doug. Those are the votes they're fishing for right now. Yeah, yeah I've seen I, people say, I've seen people tweets going like this: "We've never had trans kids before 2015 when Trudeau became prime minister." It's like, yeah, you did. It's just that. that like this. And one says, "I was a teacher for 26 years, not one, not one." Kind of like, well, that's because you didn't create an environment that was supportive and loving enough for them to trust you with that information. Yeah. It's not yeah. because they weren't there. I mean, it's like tomboys. All those oh, yeah. boys that, uh, you know, it's like, hey, let's take them hunting because we need them to man up a bit. You think some of them weren't trans? 
Really? Dude, trans and non-binary, we gay, all the... An, we, I, we just have a society now that's more open, and so we, we're, we're seeing it more. Like, I, I've said this before. I, I went to high school in the 80s, and it was different, Yeah, right? Like, it, you you hid those things from the rest of the school. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, 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 but what, what Douglas is talking about is, is making exclusionary hate sound. Cause this isn't progressive. Like this, this is, is the, this what's is happening the last with thing that is progressive, but, but she has the ability and she did it. She made hate sound so nice to Douglas's point. And I'm going to try to play the clip here. I don't know if it'll play because my players have been kind of pooched here for the past like 20 minutes, but I want you to listen to like, you know the the her the love dripping with hate or vice versa in how she kind of tries to explain it. My fellow Albertans, today I wish to address a very sensitive issue involving our children and gender identity. This is not always an easy conversation to have. I strongly believe that we as a society must support and reach out with kindness and inclusion to those who identify as transgender and work to eliminate the discrimination they often experience in their lives. As Premier of this province, I want every Albertan that identifies as transgender to know I care deeply about you. So we're all watching the same thing, right? You can all yeah. see this. Obviously. Now, I, want you, I want you to point, I want to point something out too, and this is my communications hat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. X number amount of communications is just the words, right? You saw the image, right? Mm -hmm. That child, ah, lovingly embracing their parent, right? The music. And even the very golden lighting. Look at her in a press conference. She's not that sun-kissed. That's the ivermectin. It's like the light. Doug. Yeah, that's the it horse equalizer. It gives you a bit of glow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the light of God. The, the sincerity oh, no. on her face, the softness of her voice. Little tone, a little bird in the light, background sound, with a nice all of that too. Yeah, very soft, very nice looking. Very yes. like all these me, things are specifically chin. chosen. Yeah, she does have a bit of a Berta accent, though. We've pointed that out on uh, on the oh, show yeah, here yeah. at the locker yeah. room. Yeah. It's like a total hillbilly. <laughs> anyway, to Douglas's point, he's right. You know, everything here is all touch point. It's like people hugging each other. But what she's saying is the government is going to now intervene and remove the rights of trans kids and trans parents to mm -hmm. any treatment. That's what she's saying. So I want you to listen for that while she's telling all those people that she's removing their rights. She understands them and loves them. Fucking mind-blowing. And I accept you as you are. As long as I lead this province, I will ensure you are supported and your rights are protected. Well, oh, fuck. Okay. In the case of children age 17 and under who identify as transgender, I also want you to know that you are loved and supported as you work through your often changing emotions, feelings, and beliefs. As we all know, children and teenagers are in a constant state of biological, social, emotional, and sexual development and change. This, so this is the part where she's like, hey, guys, it's just a face. Don't worry about it. You're, You're confused. You don't You're know just who confused. you are yet. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Stand up for your rights. You need to be accepted. But then she turns around and goes, but listen, you're all just fucked right now. That's all you are. They're you constantly learning about themselves, trying new things, dealing with biological changes, and trying to understand a wide range of new thoughts and feelings. It's a very complicated time. In my view, one of the greatest responsibilities we as parents, teachers, and community leaders have so in her view of being a parent, and by the way, she is childless, okay, and doesn't 
know any children that are trans LGBTQ, but in her view, this is the best way forward for all those kids. Let's just common sense the shit out of that for a second. Have is to preserve for our children the right to grow and develop into mature adults so that they are better prepared to make the most impactful decisions affecting their lives. Decisions like choosing a career, a partner, raising children, their interaction with legal drugs like alcohol and cannabis, their sexual activities and preferences, and many other adult choices. So what she's now doing is she's telling everybody that's listening, sexuality is a choice, much like it's a choice to drink or do drugs. That's what she's saying. That is exactly what this stunned piece of shit just said. It is my view that list of adult choices includes deciding whether or not to alter one's biological sex. Making permanent and irreversible decisions regarding one's biological sex while still a youth can severely limit that child's choices in the future. This goes directly against the Alberta Medical Association uh, saying yesterday, everything she just said there is absolute horseshit. The yeah, entire have, Alberta Medical Association. Douglas. I have something uh, that I, I took uh, the clip from them, say uh, what they published, and I, I'll yeah. highlight that later. But also, uh, that image you just saw of the girl in the blue shirt yeah. sitting on the ground. Yeah. Also, very specifically chosen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's fucking the imagery these people use. They're very mm -hmm. Goebbels-esque, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Prematurely encouraging or enabling children to alter their very biology or natural growth, no matter how well-intentioned and sincere, poses a risk to that child's future that I, as Premier, am not comfortable with permitting in our province. Douglas, can you address Prematurely that? encouraging children to change. Nobody is doing that. I wonder where that nobody's doing where that. Where does that come from? Why? 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 That's the teachers thing. Why. That's I'll the tell teachers you why. thing again. That's yes. the teachers thing again. Yes. That teachers are going around as teachers are telling people, and the government, the you, federal you, government, and teachers. You live in a society, and society has lots of people and people who are different. Most people identify as cisgender, male and female, but throughout the course of your life, you will encounter other people. Maybe you even know people. Maybe there is a Heather has two mommies in your class. Yes. And all they're saying is that you should just accept everyone and preparing you for a world in which everyone's there. But they're portraying that as teachers going around saying, hey, do you really think that you're a girl or a boy? If you want to change your sex, we can help you with that. Which How is much more nowhere? Doug, I have a question for you. And this, this applies to Dean and I. How much more gay are we now that we've hung out with you for the last 40, 50 minutes. Is there a percentage? Unfortunately, like 20 more zero. Gay? I, actually, zero. I may have actually made you a little more straight, actually. <laughs> you know what? When that's, the, that's the myth. And, and listen, who are you going to get to believe something so crazy like you can catch gay? Neither uh, of you, you have know, thrown yourselves at me yet, and I'm a snack. No, no. Well, I know you are. You're a good looking man. I told you last time we talked when we were on the phone the other night. I'm like, listen, if I was going to take a walk on the gay side, you'd be my first call. I'm just cursed right now with like an extreme worship of the female form. That's just how I am. A Maybe that changes irreversible one day. hopeless heterosexuality. Uh, there's I'm, a cream I'm for trying. that. I'm trying. According there's to Danielle, a... there's a cream for that. <laughs> yeah. No, but all you need to do is go to the right school. Marlena's anti-gay yeah. cream. <laughs> anti-gay cream. It comes <laughs> out of a tube labeled ivermectin. It's got a horse on it. She loves it. <laughs>
She's been anti-gay for a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? When this government took over, I remember I, I said, I, there's going to be a lot of things coming down the pipe that are going to worry us. And it's Everyone. just, it's government overreach. And I think, I mean, not that we can sort of put a bow on this whole discussion, but man, we you got to do your research on, on, on who we're electing. You really do. Dude, you know what? The entire country was screaming at you for like months going, don't do it. Don't do it. She's going to repeal trans rights. She's going to go after the gays and she's going to go well, after abortion. The funny thing is Dude, she said she, all she, of she, it too. She's, but but she here's told. the thing, right? Is that then you all looked at us people and say, oh, you guys are partisan. You guys are hateful. Fuck when you, you you're from the views. And now we're sitting there and it's like us. We're not anti-conservative. No. We're anti-asshole. Yes. Yeah, well, we were trying to help you. But Doug, the, the thing is, and I've said this before, and this isn't an excuse for what's happened in Alberta or what will happen in Alberta. But I think the the problem we have in 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 sort of the democracy that we live in is a lack of choice. So what what we've done traditionally, and this is for years, is for as long as I can remember, we get mad at the guy that's there, and then we put somebody else in there. And yeah. then they this is different though, dude. This is different now. Like, nah, like this is it's, the same it's thing. Like, we were it's mad like, at let's convince late. everybody else. No, no, no. But in this situation, it's different, right? It's, and it's, let me it's, just it's brass not so much different. It it's it's a it's a conflation of both of them. The fact that you don't the fact that people limit themselves to the choice between only two options when there are more. Yeah, leads to this. But when people but it, say we need change, they don't ask change to what they just no, say we just no. But but it, but it's different yeah. because that change yeah. is being brought about through disingenuous information Absolutely. and lies and bullshit. Right? Absolutely. Like the idea that teachers are all grooming kids. Fuck you. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. This is uh, not spin. This the is the idea lie. that you that 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 if if we've got unisex bathrooms because we're being inclusive. That means your kid's probably going to get touched when he goes in there by a trans person. Like these are literal things. And 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 you notice that anytime even Parker did this the other day, David Parker, anytime someone says, hey, listen, you're removing the rights of children, the, the tweet pushback or the replies you get from that community or their paid bots and trolls is always, oh, you want to see children mutilated. And you're like, dude, that is not happening. Lady, that is not happening. That is not what we're talking about here. We're talking See, about the basic rights of treatment. And they're like, I proved that. Hey, we're going right, of... we're gonna go right to sex and genitals of children. Like it is, and it's this nuclear option they all employ because they don't have an argument that sits in human rights that makes any sense at all. None of this makes any sense on a human rights, basic human rights level. So what they do is they try to vilify teachers, they try to vilify other people that have uh, like like an empathetic bone in their body. And what they do is they grab imagery and they take that imagery and they go right to the kids' genitals, right to sex changes, and they never ever talk about the reason behind kids' rights. They never talk about the reason why kids have rights to an abortion. People under the age of 18 have the rights to transition. They never talk about those reasons. And the reason why they don't talk about those reasons because they make sense. So they just go for that nuclear option all the time, which is why you see the overload of this this incredible alternative reality where somehow somehow kids are being ideologued into and convinced that they're not straight at school. And that is what school does to children. Mm -hmm. Right. That is why they're doing this. And their messaging has been incredible. And they've done actually a really good job of trying to convince people that when a child says, I'm confused about who I am, 
they're on an operating table within an hour and a half and their teachers are driving them to the hospital. The other thing that they've done too, is they've created a them, right? Like it's us and them. Yes. And, and they've done a really good job. Well, that that's her whole playbook, right? They're against you. I'm going to protect you. Yes. Yeah. Everybody comes. And along with that, there's the concept of, you know, if somebody is telling you not to tell, right? It's because they're doing harm to you, right? Don't tell your parents. Uh, teachers are telling you, don't tell your parents. Teachers are not telling children not to tell their parents. Children are testing out things among their peer group and other people that they trust. And if not their parents, it might be their teacher that they're telling them. The teacher isn't out there saying, oh, well, now that you've shared this to me, make sure you don't tell your parent. No teacher advises that. Mm-hmm. But the people who are making it such that kids can't tell their teacher, I would like to go by another name because now the teacher has to go, well, do you have your parental permission slip? slip? Or I need to call your parent? In other provinces, that's what it is to fight. Yes. Those are the people who want the kids not to tell. Yeah. You, you know and what? They I, don't want them to tell, maybe because they don't want the kid sharing what's going on under their roof. Yeah. Abuse. Yeah. You know, you know what I think, though, that's what's Doug, going on under that roof? Abuse. And that's yeah. why these parents specifically that support this bill, that's what they're after. Parents. Complete silence so that the teacher doesn't find out what they're doing, a little Jimmy and a little Johnny at home. That's what these parents are, what these parents that are saying parental rights are literally asking for is they're asking for the state to become an instrument to extend that which is going on in the home into the classroom rather than the classroom especially in public schools being a place where every child regardless of anything age, gender, sexual identification, and all that kind of stuff, a space where they are loved, accepted, and it's the best space that is the most conducive for learning. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's a good way to sort of put a bow on this whole discussion because um, we can, I, I think we've gone far enough down this road, like we've, we've lived through what, She's trying to make a change. She's trying to stop something that she feels is detrimental to whatever, like the theoretic, theocratic. I mean, Dean's brought it all up, but so she's trying to, I, I, I think we, I think we, we've already gone past that point. And I, and I kind of, I get the sense that, that the teachers aren't going to adapt this new rule they're going to continue down the path that they've been going and i think we're still going to have they just have to be a little more quiet about it until this goes away or this government goes away so i think we've made good progress doug right i mean kids are kids are smart and i i don't think we give them enough credit and they're gonna find i mean they're hopefully they're gonna find that safe safe place they need even though we're 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 trying to throw a wrench into that right now is that is that too hopeful, Doug? It, it's in one way it is. Like some kids are already organizing school walkouts, yeah, to protest that's great. this, right? Yeah, good, good for uh, them. But the thing is, is that kids shouldn't have to. They're kids. 
they shouldn't be have to have to be looking. That should be there. It should be understood. It should be assumed that that stuff is there. They should not be having to create, spend their childhood looking Creating for different unions? paths and different avenues <laughs> in order to be able to find ways to be safe. That that yeah. We're ta- if we're talking about kids and letting kids be kids, forcing them to become teamsters in the sixth grade uh, is not a great idea. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess Ed, I wanted you to play something, and the videos won't load. Ah, the video but won't somebody, load. I'm trying to get it. Is this the one about Danielle Smith uh, crying tw- over trans kids' rights? Is that it? In 2014, mm-hmm. she stood up in the legislature and she gave an impassioned speech to the legislature defending gay straight alliances. And in that speech, because right now she's saying like, "Oh, these kids can't make these decisions," right? She says, "But kids at 16 can make a decision to emancipate themselves from their parents." Kids at 14 are allowed to decide to enter into sexual relations as long as it's like within someone within two years of age of them. I believe she was crying when she delivered that speech too, like for with empathy for children, if I'm not mistaken. So there's all these decisions, all these legal precedents that kids way before the age of 18 Mm. are allowed to make about decisions about their life. I mean... If you're making a decision at 14 and puberty's already kicked in that you're having sex with your 15-year-old boyfriend and you can get pregnant, that's a decision that could change your whole life now, couldn't it? My mom got knocked up at 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandma got knocked up at 16. Yes. With all the bouncing baby lock. The puberty blockers, according to the Alberta Medical Association, they actually can end up preventing the need for an invasive top and bottom surgery later in life. You're 13. You're born presenting as a girl. But inside, you're a boy. If breasts don't grow, when you're 21, you do not need to go get those mas- that mastectomy. These things that are being portrayed as terrible and evil and irreversible. People who are educated, who have science, evidence-based stuff, have thought about this for years. years. It's a lack of knowledge, Doug, right? Like the yeah. lack of understanding. Well, you just think about the education that we've gotten today, right? Just, yeah, this. Yeah. this is not new. Yeah. A lot of people have put a lot of time thinking about this type of stuff. To create a situation where a small sliver of the population can get, by extra time to figure it out, puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. Ways that they may have to avoid painful surgery later on. Yeah. And these things are being treated as... Vilified, uh, right? I'm walking up to my pharmacist and I'm getting this on, on command the first day I thought about it. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. Douglas can uh, imagine doing a podcast like this without somebody that has your knowledge, your empathy, your wisdom. Um, really appreciate yeah, you, you taking time. Yeah. Thank you uh, very much. Um, thank you for the invitation. And you know, w- when you say community leader, like with that, I mean, that's, you know, I did some stuff back in the HIV AIDS crisis, but I mean, in terms of gay rights and especially trans rights, uh, 
I, I, I'm no community leader. I happen to have a platform and I happen to have friends. Well, you can take an issue with me, me selling you and, 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 and talking about how awesome you are. If you like, I'll just change the language. No, no, but I'm, I, I just want to like, I believe in being transparent and whatnot. It's like, I'm no Faye Johnstone. I think you. I'm be no Grand Marshal at the Pride Parade. I'm not like this, but I have a voice. I have a platform. You are to me. I believe in facts first. I believe in logic. I believe in reason. I believe in deductive reasoning. I believe in going back. I believe in expertise. I believe in asking people that are smarter than me and more knowledgeable than me on certain things. Mm -hmm. And I'm good at pre re repackaging and presenting the information in a way that people can understand. That's my skill as a communications person with a background is I can take complicated scientific information and I can explain it to your grandmother. Mm -hmm. But Well, listen, uh, first of all, you can explain it to a grandmother, but the fact that you can explain it to Lachlan and he understands yeah. it means you are a leader in the well, community as well. All kidding aside, Doug, I think that the power and the message in this podcast that we just did today, I think is very important. And I think you will be um, somewhat shocked at the reaction that, that you get because you open my eyes to, mm -hmm. to a lot of things. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and leadership comes in in everyday ways, right? It's yeah. not just yeah. about what you say you are or the fact that you call yourself an advocate or a leader. But uh, nobody in my community has recognized that, right? Like this, that's, that, okay. that's a status that's conferred upon you. Yeah. Nobody well, in my community has conferred that status upon well, you. Just, in I just, my I just community, wanted to know. Okay. In my yeah. community of dumb, straight white guys, I think you're a leader. So, sorry. You're just well, a leader for us. Now and you're a leader Dean Thank and I you. are also 10% more gay from spending this amount of time with you. Maybe so, 12. So yes. we as 10, 10 more shows and I get my toaster oven. 10% <laughs> gay. We are calling you a community leader. Yeah. Yeah. You put, you put us both in touch. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Douglas Thanks. Connors, the true North Eager Beaver podcast. Download it, subscribe anywhere you get your fine podcast. He doesn't just talk with empathy about things that really matter. He also talks about politics in a way that nobody else does. He is uh, Mr. Beaver, which is also mind blowing. He joins Mr. Grizzly every single morning Somewhat right here at Prior well. Media. Yeah, incredibly humble, just beautiful people. Uh, and they educate, entertain, and walk you through it. So there you go. So sorry, we're just going to keep complimenting you. You can take issue with all of it if you like, but I'm not going to stop. I uh, appreciate you being here, Douglas. Thank you so much, as always. And guys, um, yeah. I love you guys so much, and thank you for making time for this. Because it's course, really, it's really important. important. It's important. People need to see this. People need to hear this. Like I said, this is the thin edge of the wedge. It's creating some very, very dangerous precedents. And if you think that you shouldn't care or that you don't need to care because it's just those people, watch out. It's coming. It's not You're next. a matter of if. It's when. Oh, yeah. You are next. If you are in any way different or if you love and care for anyone who is in any way different, you should be at these rallies and these protests because they are coming for you. Yeah. Well said. Thanks, Douglas. Really appreciate you being Good here you, as Doug. always. Yeah. Great to see you. Right. Uh, don't forget to download and subscribe to their podcast, True North Eager Beaver Podcast, wherever you get your fine podcast. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Douglas. Bye, everyone. All right. Take care. That's it for us. Have a good one. Lachlan is gone next week. You're in Mexico next week. A uh, little vacay with yeah, the uh, with the with the lovely wife. Yes. Okay. Go so, get it. Thanks for doing this today too. Really appreciate you too. That was yeah. Week. That was important. Uh, that, that this was a yeah. We needed to do this one. Yeah, we did. We needed to educate ourselves, and uh, we trust Douglas to do that. Everybody else, should. I learned a I lot. Appreciate. It. I did too. Ton today, right? Yeah. And, and like I mean, I was saying at the beginning, like when I first heard the news, I was like, okay, well, 
maybe she's taking care of things that ne- were never taken care of. I had no idea that she was just sort of shoehorning something in there. And, and it makes sense because I, I knew that this is what this government was. Yeah. So it, everything adds up. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for your honesty. Have a great Thank time you, next week. We'll talk to you in a week or so. Lachlan Cross, Douglas Connors. That's it for us. Be allies where you can. Uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, take on a whole lot to do it. You just have to be able to have a conversation and be willing to talk about acceptance and love and all the things that make the world a bit of a better place. Not what you think people are, not what you think they have to do. None of those things. All you have to do is stand up for an individual's rights to be themselves, regardless of who that is, as long as that person doesn't hurt other people. And you're good. That's why we do this. Have a great day, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Don't forget, you can get everything we do at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co for more details. As always, brought to you by our friends over at Cantorque, makers of rugged, hardworking torque wrenches. Go to Cantorque.com for more information. Uh, They have all your bolting and uh, fastening and loosening solutions under one roof from uh, torque wrenches, rentals, calibration services, fabrication repairs. They've also got distribution opportunities if you're looking for a gig. Uh, go to cantorque.com for more information. Learn about the bolting industry, and they are proudly Canadian. They do everything in Canada. Again, cantorque.com. And brought to you by the ladies at Muse on the Mic. Muse on the Mic is a fabulous new podcast of clinical sexologists that take you through the sex work industry. They're also advocates and owners of Muse Massage Spa, Toronto's number one body house, and it is totally licensed, 100% safe, and completely mind-blowing. So go there today, 1290 Finch Avenue West, Unit 13, Ontario. Go to Muse Massage Spa and book for details or if you want to learn more about the girls and their entrepreneurial ways and what they advocate for. And if you want to learn about the sex trade industry, they've got a podcast which you can get on Patreon and listen to the whole juice or you can just go get it at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co or anywhere you get your fine podcasts. That, of course, is Muse on the mic. And we're brought to you by Gitch, makers of luxury branded underwear, the number one boxer brief in Canada, pouch in the front, super breathable, barely their fabric, made for everyday life as well as any level of performance. And if you want a free pair when you check out, promo code GITCH3. GITCH in the number three at checkout. You'll find yourself the owner of a free pair of underwear if you buy three or more. 15% off your entire purchase. Clothing for men and boys. Massive online store. I love Ed and his GITCH. And you need to get yourself a pair or a pair for that man in your life or anybody who likes to wear men's underwear. Doesn't need to be men. They've just got this nifty pouch in the front that I know that you'll love, and they're the best, most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear. Boxer briefs, Gitch from EdsFineImports.com. Have a lovely day, everybody. Appreciate you being here. We'll be back tomorrow. Be nice to each other. Make space for people who need it, huh? Eh, eh, easy to do. Bye. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.